Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend, Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She's Katie Wu joining us here on the show. Katie, I apologize for bringing your uh, private text information on the air. But this is how we do things on the show. (laughs) We do not approve of these things. I I bring my personal life on the air all the time. Uh, We talked about how I am incompetent in basically every aspect of my life. Very true. I want to bring this up. Because one of my worst moments this year for the Cardinals was arriving late to the Cardinals versus the Royals game at which Albert Pools in his first at bat decided to hit his first home run back in a Cardinals uniform at Bush Stadium. Now, over the weekend, Katie, Albert Pools hit home run number 696 and then on Sunday, number 697. So we passed a rod on the all time list. You, Katie, have done an excellent job all season long of being locked in on this Cardinals team and locked in on Albert Pools' chase for 700. What were you doing when he hit number 697? I knew you were going to betray me like this. I knew it, BK. Let me start with, let me just tell the whole story because I feel like I'm being unfairly representative. (laughs) What else is new with BK, Katie? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Look, so... September baseball, I agree. Every series is important. Every game matters. Um, But there had to be a weekend or a couple of days that I did not travel and took a series off because, you know, labor laws. So (laughs) we met with with my editor. Labor laws. (laughs) (laughs) Had some conversations, and we decided this Pittsburgh series would be the one where I did not go. I'm on every other trip for the rest of September, and I was confident with the decision. And then we got closer and closer and I was seeing the home run totals, and I knew in my heart what was going to happen, and I tried to convey to them, but it was too late. I even remember saying to Ollie Marmel the day before the Cardinals left on their trip, because there was a bunch of us that weren't on this trip. Uh, it was a weird kind of schedule where, like, three beat writers weren't on this trip. I mean, we're all still working, just not at the game. I think Jim Hayes was in studio. Mm-hmm. It was a weird, weird weekend. And I joked to Ollie, and I was like, with so many of us gone, you know, I hope you're looking, going to look forward to seeing 696 and 697 over the weekend. I was being totally facetious, but I should have known better. Um, and to, to just get to your point, BK, since you want to expose me on this beautiful Monday. There's no exposing. I... We're, we're bringing your, your personal life on the air. Katie, That's all this is. Katie, you need better representation. <laughs> Myself and T-Bone are available whenever you'd like. Thank you. I will remember this. But you know what? I'm going to own it, you guys. I was... Um, boarding a boat tour of the Mississippi river when my phone just explodes. And I don't, I I didn't even have to take it out of my purse to know. I was like, I know what just happened. So I take it out. Sure enough, all these messages. The first thing I see is just a tweet from the Cardinals and all it says a 697. And I was like, yep, there it is. So I believe they call that a, is that, a, is that known as a BKO? Yep. When you mess up that badly? I was just right going to say, Katie, welcome to the club. You have spent way too much time with BK. He has rubbed off on you, and now you are officially in the BKO category. I love it. I'm going to put it on my little desk, my trophy case, wear it proudly. 
At least you didn't break your car like you did mine. Yeah. Or or an airport or a bridge. There's been a lot that's gone wrong this year, to say I think COVID happened because of BK2. That got me this job. Uh, (laughs) Katie, I do want to ask, what did you make of Albert over the weekend? He basically single-handedly won them two games. You know, I think that's what makes Albert, this version of Albert, so exciting. And I think it's been said before, we've discussed this at length, but what you're seeing from Albert Pujols is magical, of course, because he's doing it in his final season. He's back with the Cardinals, the nostalgia, all of that. But again, we've said it before, I'll say it again. The Cardinals didn't bring Albert for nostalgia. They brought him because they really felt like he had a place to help this club. He has been, over the past month or so, one of the main parts in helping this club. It's not like he's homering and the scorer is 14 to 2 and, you know, a solo shot makes it 14 to 3. He's homering in pivotal moments and winning games for them. And I think why it's so exciting and it's so exhilarating is because it's so reminiscent of where he was a decade ago. And Cardinals fans are able to relive that magic. I mean, that decade that Albert spent in St. Louis, you guys don't need me to say or to explain, was nothing short of magical. And because he's doing it again, 10 years later, Adam Wainwright's still there. Yadier Molina's still there. It, I think, brings that nostalgia factor and makes it all the more impactful. I think that's why the, this chase for 700, passing A-Rod, the way that he's winning games. I mean, this, is, this dude hit a pinch at Grand Slam in the third inning a couple weeks ago. It's stuff like that that makes this truly unbelievable, and it has been so fun to watch from a media perspective. I cannot even begin to think how fans feel. Katie, being around the players, how much has he really impacted all of these hitters in the clubhouse? They love him. I mean, before earlier in the season, it was interesting, especially the rookies like Brennan Donovan, Lars Newbar, Juan Yepes, just to hear about, you know, how it was like for them to be working with a generational player, someone they idolized growing up and watched. I mean, Albert Pools was must-watch TV even for me, and I lived in California. So to hear, you know, how they transitioned to being his teammates and how he was helpful in the cage, that was really interesting for me to hear. But then you hear guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnato, likely to finish 1-2 in the National League MVP race voting. And they're talking about how much they've learned from Albert. And then when you see him, I mean, the, the reactions in the dugout from each home run that he hits, that is pure euphoria. That's pure joy. That's pure disbelief. But no one's really shocked at the same time. I'm not really quite sure how to explain it when he walks up, like against the Cubs, for instance. He walks up, pinch hit moment, and you think, oh, he can homer here. He won't actually homer here, will he? And he does. And you ask every single, not just hitter, every single player in that Cardinals dugout, and it's like the perfect combination of shocked and not surprised at all. It doesn't even make sense, but nothing that we're seeing from this Cardinals team or from Albert makes sense lately. Uh, Katie, I did want to ask you, and we're talking to Katie Wu, our Cardinals insider for The Athletic, and she is on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. The last 13 days have been kind of weird, where the Cardinals played against the Reds, the Cubs, the Nationals, and the Pirates, and those are not exactly a who's who of National League contenders. They finally have a quick two-game set against a team that does fit into the playoff mix, potentially. How would you say you grade the Cardinals in their last 13 games? They went 9-4 and four in that stretch. It was kind of up and down from a starting pitching and offense perspective, but how would you grade them for what they were able to accomplish against those bottom feeders in the National League? That's a good question because obviously you take 9-4 and four and you, you think, okay, yep, that's great. You know, they, they hardly lost any ground in the standings. Did they play their most competitive ball? Not really. Um, There were some lackluster performances by the offense. The starting pitching, for the most part, was okay, but there were a couple clunkers in there. I'd give them a B because at the end of the day, you're based off wins and losses. It doesn't matter how you win. It just matters that you do win. 
And, uh, you know, Cardinals can't really control their strength of schedule this month. I think it's something that's been tremendously in their favor to just kind of play against these teams that are significantly below 500 um, and, and be able to continue building momentum. But I do think that they'll, you know, I'll be off to a good test starting with this two-game set against the Brewers to see how they stack up against competition. But I also think what's even more pivotal is their upcoming road trip. It's a 10-day swing, San Diego, L.A., Milwaukee. I think that's when we'll probably see the Cardinals try to put on their best all-around performance of baseball. The last two weeks, they weren't like playing inspiring World Series caliber baseball, but at the end of the day, they were doing enough to get the wins, and I think that's what matters. So, solid B. Katie, you know who's been pitching like that has been Jose Quintana. And you look Mm. at the last round of starts for the starting pitching, the two best have been Quintana and Montgomery. Wainwright struggled his last couple. Michael has struggled. Flaherty looked okay. Where are you at on the starting pitching staff as a whole? And do we need to start considering Jose Quintana in a different light moving closer to the playoffs? I am so glad we're bringing up Jose Quintana because I do not think he's getting enough love in that rotation. He was brought in to be a starting pitcher that could make a start every five days, eat about five or six innings, take it over to the bullpen. He has done exactly that. He's been a formidable back-end starter. He brings that veteran presence. And he's allowed, and I know there's been a couple of starts that haven't been very long, two, two, three innings, four innings, I think. But he has allowed less than two earned runs, or two earned runs or less, in every single start that he's made. So every single start that Jose Quintana has made, he's left with a chance for the Cardinals to win a ball game. I think when you're looking at Jordan Montgomery, who obviously looks like a possible you know, number one or two in a playoff rotation right now. I mean, he's rightfully getting tons of credit. The transition that he has made in this rotation has been season-altering. But Jose Quintana has been like the quiet, unsung hero. I think there's a lot to be said about consistency. I'm not exactly worried about Adam Wainwright. He's been around the block a couple times. I think he knows what he needs to fix. He's identified it as a delivery before. I'm not that worried about Miles. The only thing that concerns me about Miles is if he doesn't have one pitch working in that arsenal, it's not it's not as effective i mean obviously but i think he's has enough experience to kind of round that out and figure it out in the last couple starts of the regular season and i don't really want to evaluate jack yet because i feel like and you have to wait until a starting pitcher makes three starts off the il before you can really base some evaluations off of him but with all that being said i think what you're seeing with jose quintana kind of not getting the credit he deserves he's been a quiet force in that back end of the rotation and has helped the cardinals win a lot of games Katie, final question that I have for you. You mentioned going into the second half that your pick to click, if so to speak, was Corey Dickerson. He is now oh, batting yeah. 400 in the second half of the season. His batting average in, uh, for the season overall is up to like 290 on the year. That being said, the outfield mix has just kind of been weird lately. Uh, Lars Newtbar, although he did make some great defensive plays over the weekend, he's been less than great offensively over the last couple of weeks. Brendan Donovan's going up and down and even his on base percentage has dropped a little bit lately. Dylan Carlson is on the IL right now. What do you make of this outfield mix and what do you think they're trying to accomplish with it down the stretch? I think you're seeing the Cardinals. This is really fascinating because I really think that it it highlights the importance of having Dylan Carlson, even if he's not exactly starting every game, working through some things offensively. I think the Cardinals are trying to find their best blend of an outfield that packs as much offense as possible without sacrificing a lot of defense. And this is such a a quick flip from where we were in the beginning of the season. We were talking about the Cardinals having possibly the best defensive outfield in the National League. Of course, you you no longer have some pieces that you did in Harrison Bader, Carlson on the IL, Tyler O'Neill is playing center, that he's adjusting to a new position. 
I think what the Cardinals are trying to do is find as much offense as they can maximize and hope that they don't get burned defensively. That's why I think it's really imperative for Dylan Carlson to come back and get healthy. I like the Cardinals offense or the Cardinals lineup a lot more when they have Carlson in center and Tyler O'Neill and left, and then maybe you have a little bit of a wild card in right field. The defensive outfield positions uh, were a little wonky, but I will say this. If you have a starting outfield of Corey Dickerson, Ben Deluzio, and let's say uh, Lars Newbar, if I told you that in May, would you think that this Cardinals team was in first place in the NL Central? No, God no. I'd be complaining about a follow-up questions. (laughs) Exactly. So it is working. I think there's going to be a little bit of kinks to to kind of figure out, but this goes back to what we talked about with strength of of schedule. It's a little bit in the Cardinals' favor because they are playing teams that are less than 500, and they have a little bit of flexibility in the standings to kind of figure out, okay, what's the best mix that works where they can maximize the offensive output but not sacrifice too much defensively. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. I apologize for uh, bringing your personal life on the air. Yeah. Let me know <laughs> if you need new representation, Katie. Um, I, I uh, do want to say you, you have another opportunity on Wednesday to cover history. Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina will break the record for battery mates. Oh, That's going to be an awesome day out at the ballpark. So we're looking forward to seeing all of your coverage this week over on The Athletic. And we will talk with you again next week if you allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I will definitely be there for Adam and Yadi. I will have a pretzel in hand. Vibes should be good. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.